Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place you get to hear extraordinary stories shared by ordinary people about how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their lives and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman and I'll be your host. Each episode is another person's amazing story and I'm just glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. Today, I am going to introduce a new type of recording that we're doing right now. We already have the episodes with all of our guests. We also have the quick nudges that are found only over on the podcast platform. Um, The videos of those interview uh, episodes are available on Facebook at don'tignorethenudge.com forward slash Facebook with a small F I found out use Facebook and then you'll be able to be allowed to go in there and see the episodes and the interviews with the person and get the video and the audio if you prefer. So I am going to ask everybody in the Facebook group if they want this new uh, episode in the podcast or in the Facebook group. It might only be um, available in the Facebook group um, after this first one. So make sure you go over and join the Facebook group. That's where I post everything. And then if you're in the Facebook group, If you're going to get this, then you'll have to go over to the podcast app, which is on all platforms of the podcast. So what I'm introducing today is what I'm calling affectionately story time. (laughs) So the reason why is because it's not directly a nudge story. So it's not a quick nudge. And it's not an episode where I have a guest, so it's not an interview. And it's just me sharing a story of something that happened that might be impactful to you, might be encouraging to you, might just be something interesting to think about. So whatever you want to do with this as you're listening to it, if you enjoy it, please share it. But Uh, We'll see how it goes and how often I do these. But the first story time I want to talk about is a story that happened to me personally back in 2016, maybe 2015. So as I've mentioned before, and the reason why this podcast started was because I was nudged to check on my mom. So That was years ago. And during 2015, 16, my mom unfortunately had Parkinson's. And my heart goes out to anybody whose family is dealing with Parkinson's. But we were going in and out of the hospital and we were going into the hospital and then we would go to rehab and then we might be in Uh, skilled nursing for a while, and then maybe assisted living for a while. And I'm sure all my mom's friends were thinking, you know, almost like a where's Waldo moment. Where is Corey's mom right now? (laughs) Because they would say, well, I thought she was in the hospital. And I'm like, oh, no, she got out. Well, I thought she was in ICU. No, now we're back at, you know, uh, the the facility or whatever, you know, One time she came home briefly before she went into another place. But all that being said, we were going through quite a bit. 
And so about four months into a very long um, illness period, I'll call it about four months in, we had been doing this bouncing around with hospitals, ICU, medications not going well, medications going great, gave a medication, not so good into ICU, ready to get discharged back out, back in. And it was just this roller coaster that many people listening right now can relate to because you have your own roller coaster going along. I'm sure you have your roller coaster of your work or your life or your marriage or your kids. Maybe you have health issues yourself. Maybe you have concerns about your grown kids. Maybe there's drugs and alcohol. It, it could be you're working for a church and you're doing so many things for so many people and you're wearing so many hats, you're just overwhelmed. And the roller coaster goes up and down. And a lot of times we feel like we have absolutely no control. And that's where God took me during that period of about a year and a half where I learned two things. Number one, I have absolutely no control (laughs) to a certain extent, you know, it's, you know, things are going to happen beyond your control and you just have to surrender it all to God. And I love episode two with Brandy once again, because it's just a great story of surrender. And so I was surrendering all control to God. And then Secondly, I learned that you cannot get an adult to do anything that they don't want to do. And so maybe my kids will experience that later. But I apologized in advance and said, if I ever get to that point where I'm refusing this or refusing that, just know, I'm sorry, but that I'm going to have to do what I feel best at that time. So there was times when I uh, was trying to get my mom to do a certain treatment or physical therapy or whatever. And it was like, she's an adult. She put her foot down and said, no. So you just have to once again, surrender. So about four months into all this roller coaster ride, I was at the hospital and my mom was in doing a, uh, at that time, probably either an endoscopy or a, some kind of CT or maybe longer EEG, but it was something where she was getting that done and it was going to be under sedation. And so she was going to be out for a while. So, and I wasn't really wanting to, I needed a break because I was so exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, just, I can't even describe the exhaustion level at four months in. So I, cause I was doing a lot of hours, 12 to 14 hours, a lot of times in the hospital every day tease the nurse that I was doing more shifts for that than they were. <laughs> so Anyway, so I go to the car and I think, you know what, I'm just going to try to sleep. I just need sleep. So I try to sleep. I couldn't sleep. And it was daytime. And I had been using my phone to text friends and family and what was going on or, you know, maybe my husband and calling him. But my phone was ready to die and I didn't realize it. So right uh, at, at one point, I just was praying and saying, you know, in my heart, in my car. And I was praying, Lord, your will, not mine. I have no idea what's going on. I'm surrendering control. I know I don't have any control, but I just need to know you're still here with me. And please show me 
that you're here somehow because I need to feel your presence. Okay. I've never prayed a prayer like that, that I can remember up until that point. And so uh, now I'm almost 60 or going on 60. And back then it was probably, you know, four, let's see, four years ago, five years ago. So it's probably like in my mid fifties had never prayed a prayer like that before that I can remember. And it was a very bright day. And I remember praying, you know, Lord, just show me your presence. I just need to know I'm not alone because, um, you know, my husband was helping doing things at the house and, and he's been very supportive, but I was, you know, really solo a lot down at the, um, facilities and the hospitals and stuff. So I prayed that prayer, please show me your presence. And then I got on my phone and I was going to do something and my phone died. And I was like, oh, you know, I can't do what I was going to do. So I was absolutely bored out of my mind. I didn't have anything with me, usually did, but didn't have any books or anything to read. I was too tired to read anyway. I was exhausted. I'm in my car. Sunny day, Southern California. So I looked down at my phone and it's dead, but I could sort of see myself in the reflection of the glass of the dead phone. And in that black glass, I looked at myself and I could see the dark circles and I looked, <laughs> I'll just put ragged. And I was just like, Oh, you know, and sort of turned away. And then I got so bored. I was using my phone. I was holding it horizontally and I was kind of looking at it and I was using it as sort of like a mirror. And I was looking at behind my car and I saw people walking by And then I angled it and I could see the trees and I could sort of see in the glass, the green trees. And it was really, you know, sort of, I was just sort of keeping myself busy and I was just messing with it for a second. And mind you, this is like one minute after I prayed for God to show me his presence. And I sort of put the phone kind of almost to my lap and all of a sudden the light from the sun ricocheted the car next to me, I guess, and maybe my rear view mirror and maybe my glass in my car. I have no idea, but the glass in my phone picked up that reflection and there was a really cool looking prism of light, all different colors of light in my phone in the reflection of the glass. It was like in the glass. It was like seeing a you know how crystal glass in the sunlight will catch all these different rays. Well, the phone glass caught these rays and it was just this beautiful prism of light. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, that's so beautiful. I, you know, you know, what does this mean? Kind of thing. You're having this, like, is, you know, God giving me something pretty to look at. And, you know, so I was just mesmerized because it was so beautiful. I'd never seen a phone do that and haven't really seen it since. Not that I've tried, but I haven't seen that since. So I was looking at it horizontally and I thought, oh, I wonder what it will look like if I turn it vertically up and down. So I turn my phone up and down and I, the lights were still there, but in my phone, a perfectly formed cross in these lights were on my phone. The whole length of my phone was a perfectly formed cross that 
was made out of these lights, these reflective lights, these prisms of light. And the light coming, there was these little tiny off of the middle of the cross, about a quarter inch out, there was these really cool looking prisms of light that were little sunny specks. They almost looked like it was, you know, radiating from the middle. And where the middle of the cross was, it was pure white. It was light. So, and the colors were red and green. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my phone. My mouth is probably hanging open and I'm staring at it for the longest time because this is a minute or two after I prayed for him to show me that he's there, show me something that I know he's there. And all of a sudden I'm seeing this cross, this beautiful, beautiful cross in a dead iPhone. So I'm just staring at it. And in that moment, I felt like the cross was representing Christ. The white light was God. And those little tiny prisms of light off the middle were like the Holy Spirit. So I really felt like I was seeing the Trinity represented in this cross in my phone. And I can't tell you how long, I don't remember how long I was staring at it, but it was quite a while. And so, you know, whether some of you listening are thinking, well, that's just coincidence. And you know what, in my mind, there is no such thing as coincidence, but you know, in your mind, it might be coincidence, but what a wonderful coincidence, but it's that little tiny reassurance that we sometimes get as believers that it's okay. I've got you, whether that is some miraculous test result, or maybe it's something else that comes up, but those little things along the way that help us shore us up and give us strength. So I see this cross. I'm sitting there staring at, I don't know how long my mom gets done with her testing. So after she gets done with her testing, I make my way back up and I'm ready to go back into her room. I never used to go to the waiting room. I would just always go straight to my mom's room. But this particular day, I happened in air quotes to go ahead and stop in at the waiting room on that floor. Now, that floor is a rough floor, the one she was in at the time. It's people that are not doing that well. It was not ICU, but it was not much of a step down from ICU. Um, And there was a lot of sad people in that waiting area. So I go in there. I'm just there a couple minutes. And this man and I strike up a conversation. He's a young guy. And he says, yeah, I, um, you know, uh, you know, I've been here and I said, oh, you know, what's going on. So come to find out this poor guy is in the waiting room. His wife just got diagnosed with cancer and I believe it was lung cancer. I will have to reach out to him, but I believe it was lung cancer and it was like very invasive. It was very much in a lot of parts of her. And she's a very young woman. And he was just feeling very lost, very sad. They had just gotten this diagnosis. They thought she had a cold or something like that. And so he was in this waiting room, just having a few minutes. And I don't know if his wife was getting something done or had a test or something that he was waiting in there, but he was in there. So we start talking and I start telling him, well, you know what? I don't know if you're a believer or not, but let me tell you what just happened to me in the car. 
So I'm telling him about, you know, my phone dying, me praying, the phone's dead, I'm losing it, I turn it, and it's beautiful, then I turn it and it turned into a cross. And it was just amazingly beautiful. And it was just right after I prayed for him to show me his presence. And he looked at me with this look like it touched him. That story touched him. I didn't touch him. The story touched him. So he says, you've got to go tell my wife that you have to tell my wife that story. You know, can you come with me to her room? So I went ahead and went into the room and I'm telling her what happened And she was moved and she was touched and she was appreciative because, you know, that's such a big diagnosis. That is such a big diagnosis. And so, and to be so young, little kids. So I just, ever since that day, whenever I meet somebody that is having a hard time, needs some encouragement, feels like God has forgotten them feels like they're alone in the world, like they don't have the support they need, or they are feeling like the Lord has left them or the Lord doesn't exist or the Lord, whatever the case may be, whenever I am nudged to talk to them and to share them, I do share that story. So I don't know, in the last five years, I've probably shared it maybe 20 times, but it always hits me out of left field. I'll be talking to somebody and it's like, I'm all of a sudden not hearing, but feeling the urge, like tell that story, you know, tell them the story about your phone in the parking lot of the hospital. And I tell the people when I'm led to share this story, I share it and I am sharing it with you take it or, you know, take it for what it's worth. If it's encouraging, great. If you find it, you know, helpful, I hope it is. But whenever I feel urged to share that story, I do, because I do feel like, you know, we go through things and it's biblical that we are supposed to help the people coming up behind us that are going through the same thing. So when people are going through hardships and I'm feeling nudged to share, I share. And sometimes it's awkward because I don't know the person many times, but if I am nudged to share, I take a deep breath and say, you know, I'm feeling led to share this with you. Is it okay if I share this with you? It might be helpful. And they always have been gracious enough to say yes. And I share the story. So I just want to encourage you today that God does exist. He is with you. He never leaves or forsakes you. And even when it's really quiet in your life and you're feeling very alone or broken or overwhelmed, or the roller coaster of life has you going 60 miles an hour up and down and doing loops, God is even there too. So I want to encourage you to just stay strong, stay strong in your prayer life in your reading, in your studying, be around other believers, you know, as well as being around those who don't have any idea who God or Christ is, but try to also surround yourselves with hopefully a core of friends or family or loved ones or acquaintances even that can shore you up and you can shore them up. You know, Jesus had his 12 
he had his 12 disciples and they traveled a lot of times together and they were there for each other and they ate together and they slept in the same area and they, they were there as a source of support. Um, and yes, he did go out and talk to everyone, but he came back and got that refreshment and that rest and, um, was there to, um, lift all his disciples up. So Jesus is with you wherever you're at. And I just know it in my heart. And today I'd like to pray for everybody listening to the podcast and also to anybody listening on the Facebook group today. So I'll send it off with that prayer. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And, um, I just really care about all of you guys out there, whoever's listening, just be well. So dear heavenly father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this time to share this story. Thank you so much for the opportunity of this podcast to reach the people it's supposed to reach. And please let the hearts be moved in the way that you would love to see them moved when they're listening to these episodes and the quick nudges, the interviews, the story times, please just let it be a blessing to them. And Lord, wherever they are, whatever they're going through, please lift each and every one of them up and give them peace today and just love on them and let them feel your presence. Lord, I just love you. And I just, I just so appreciate everything that you've ever done in my life and will continue to do in my life. And I just pray that your presence be felt by everybody listening today. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. 